What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Love Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind, broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Right, the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Cosmic, Cosmic Radio. Twisted Soul. Futuristica Radio. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to another episode of the Blue in Green podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name's Imran. Your company, as always, is very much appreciated and welcome. Um, quick reminder that the Blue in Green podcast runs in conjunction with Blue in Green Radio, the online internet radio station that broadcasts from London and across the whole wide world. We have shows as well from the whole wide world. Uh, some wonderful, incredible, unrivaled and exclusive content to our airwaves and I uh, would love for you to check us out at blueingreenradio.com where uh, a whole host of just wonderful people uh, continue their celebration of contemporary funk, soul, jazz, Latin music, hip-hop and broken beat and uh, would love for you to check us out as I say at blueingreenradio.com. Now for this episode, this is a wonderful episode, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, I get to reconnect with uh, Blue and Green Radio presenter of Ride the Vibe, uh, DJ Ronnie Ron, Rhonda. Rhonda's one of you, I, I am mindful of stepping onto too much of what I say in the actual episode, but um, Rhonda was something of a, of a firm staple uh, uh, to these podcasts, and um, I think she last appeared like episode 71, and we're like 98 now, which is amazing. Um, but uh, she hasn't appeared for a long time because Rhonda and I have gone off and started our own podcast, which is uh, a 90 state of mind one. So, um, you can find that at foreverinelectricdreams.com uh, as I say in the uh, as well as Rhonda and I say in the actual conversation we're up to episode 10 and we kind of spend each episode uh, sort of uh, celebrating uh, a different uh, 90s uh, album from R&B to hip hop neo soul and uh, a variety of other stuff and um, they're an absolute joy and uh, we love doing them so it's uh, um, a real pleasure but um it does mean that Rhonda doesn't get to appear on these ones too often because I'm mindful of just taking up too much of her very precious time. Uh, but we found the perfect way to bring her back, and that is in celebration of uh, Prince, uh, our, our shared devotion of the Purple Majesty himself. Um, amongst the swathe of new uh, kind of releases um, since Prince's passing, um, Welcome to America is an album. For me, most notably, uh, again, uh, we do set the album up a lot in the conversation, so I don't want to go on too much about it now, but just to say, uh, this is an album that was recorded in its entirety, uh, or so we're led to believe, in 2010, um, shelved by Prince with no official reason uh, for doing so, but out now uh, subsequently at the hands of Legacy Recordings, um, 
the album in its entirety has seen seen the light of day 11 years uh, after its uh, initial uh, creation so it's um it's really really exciting so as i say with all the new prince material that they've kind of put out uh, the vault stuff reissues compilations etc this is the first front to back album that's seen the light of day that you know had been recorded in its entirety and never released so this is a really exciting thing to discuss so um as, as Rhonda and I kind of, uh, kind of molded our conversations to sort of album discussions uh, at the moment, yeah, we thought that this would be an awesome one to discuss. So we discussed obviously posthumous prints in general, um, our expectations of that, how well how just over the moon we we continually are by by the stuff that uh warner and now legacy uh, have been releasing so uh yeah awesome conversation and i hope you'll enjoy it um uh, and also the album itself i hope you'll enjoy that because it's an excellent album and uh, one we're very very happy uh finally saw its release so regular listeners of the podcast will know we feature two songs per episode ronda will be picking the closing number uh which um as a spoiler is a song of course from the album i am going to pick um a song from the album right now and i'm going to pick I was down to a couple as my kind of standouts from the album, but I think in this moment in time, I'm going to go with A Thousand Light Years From Here. Uh, awesome song, awesome album. I hope you'll enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Please feel free once again to check us out at blueingreenradio.com where you'll find our radio stream, um, including uh, shows from Rhonda and Ride the Vibe. Um, and we also have the full backlist catalogue of the Blue In Green podcast as well. So thank you so much, my friends. I hope you enjoy the episode. Nightmare 
so far away Yes, how are you? Oh, I'm good. You know, <laughs> the time is flying by. Um, unfortunately, uh-huh. I did not see Vanilla Ice. I cannot believe I was that was, I was that was part yeah. of the reason I wanted to go straight in. And I, like <laughs> I mentioned, I was gonna <laughs> so let me set that up for a second. Okay, hang on. Let me say a couple of things before that, and, and okay. then we can we can get there. So, firstly, I wanted to have a catch up before our conversation because yes. you used to be a regular on this podcast before we ventured over into a nineties uh, themed uh, set that we've been doing. But you've not been on since episode seventy one. 
when wow. we discussed uh, who should own the art. Do you remember that where we were talking about who rightfully should own someone's music, the label, and and yes. things like that? So we had that wonderful conversation, yeah. which is a really great conversation. And uh, now we're into episode ninety-eight, and normally wow. you'd have appeared like seven, eight, nine times uh, in that in the interim. So we've been off doing uh, our ninety state of mind podcast, which I think it just had episode ten. Uh, which is wonderful news. And we're gearing up for Brandy, I believe, uh, for yeah, episode so. 11. So, yes. uh, so yeah, how have you... Actually, that's a good point. Let's talk 90s for just for a moment. Uh, sure. How are you finding our 90s state of mind podcast? <laughs> um, I'm enjoying it a lot because, like I said um, before, it's it's our way to have fun with music that we love. We get to, you know give them roses, you know, these, these albums that we've been selecting and then just going back through and, and enjoying them again. And then hopefully, you know, our listeners are enjoying the journey that we're, we're going through and we discuss them. So yeah, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. There's, it's great sort of, um, I think a lot of the time, uh, you, you, you know, for me, I have like a, a deep affection for an album, but when we kind of make a plan to sit down and discuss something, uh, in it's, you know, to kind of go really deep into it, it's kind of fun learning about more of the kind of the behind the scenes stuff and uh, the intricacies of how things kind of came to be. Um, I think the Aaliyah one is probably the one I learned the most about. I didn't know quite as much as, um, as I thought I did about how right. that album initially came together and how it was difficult for her to find people to work with following, uh, let's just say her previous collaborator. Um, and um, yeah, I thought that was a really interesting thing to delve into the groove theory one, which was our last episode, I believe uh, it was, was also a real a sort of a fascinating one to kind of delve into. So uh, just for, yes, to catch people up, we, we uh, Rhonda and I discuss a different nineties themed album Um uh in our 90s state of mind podcast and we kind of yeah we talk for about an hour uh discuss what went into the album our connection with it our favorite songs uh we've discussed um urban hang suite we've discussed uh the groove theory uh the one and only groove theory project uh miseducation of lauren hill uh one in a million by Aaliyah. Uh, um what am i Police. missing Kalise, Kaleidoscope, of course. How could you uh, forget your, uh, that wonderful album, huh? Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, no, it was a wonderful piece, but I, it has your favorite song on there. So, you it, know, it's, it's, I wanted to highlight that. Yeah. I love that. Ah! Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. <laughs> yes, we bring it back. That's right. <laughs> Michael Jackson's uh, Dangerous as well was another one. That we was discussed. a fun one. Loved that one, too. Yes. Yeah, that one did. Yeah, that mm-hmm. made a lot of noise, actually. That one... Um, uh yeah that is probably our highest rated one if i if i wow i don't tend okay. to look at numbers very much uh but uh whenever i've glanced that one's done um yes yeah, had the most interest shall we say which is lovely which wow, is very, very cool that's really cool um but uh and also you know uh, i guess it just to minorly tie into our main topic today we mm-hmm. haven't done a prince one which is insane 10 I episodes know. in we haven't done a prince album but uh hopefully we will at some point um but while discussing the 90s Rhonda, mm-hmm. here's the here's how's this for a segue uh okay. the the date we're recording this isn't the first date i pitched to you i pitched one i think was it a week or two weeks prior 
but you yeah. said I can't make that date because I'm going to see Vanilla Ice in yes. <laughs> in concert, and you you mm-hmm. replied with like as if you were going to see Michelle or as if you were going to see, not with like an enthusiasm, mm. but it was just a very like, oh, I can't, I'm seeing Vanilla Ice. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, the, the reason so it had that level of, um, I'm trying to find the polite word here, enthusiasm <laughs> was because of your and I shared discussion about Vanilla Ice. And, and, you know, we had our, uh, opinions of right. the artist, and you know, I thought it was it was the universe talking to me, saying, "Hmm, you want to see Vanilla Ice? Let's <laughs> let's have you see Vanilla Ice." But it, it turns out it was it, I, I didn't get to do it because <clears throat> my my girlfriend that I was going to go with, uh, we were checking the weather in terms of the the air quality, and it just turned out that that day just wasn't the best day to be up oh it was an outdoor concert yes uh right and so you know we just said okay so we we missed out on vanilla ice and color me bad you know okay all right so right so there are other people because i was gonna say that doesn't say why you were gonna go (laughs) that says why you didn't go but it doesn't say why you were gonna go and see vanilla ice well, you know, it's, it's one of those, you know, throwback concerts. Actually, she asked me, she's like, hey, you want to go see Vanilla Ice? And I said, why not? You know, I was being nice and kind because she was being very sweet. We were going to go see, she wanted to see someone else and that date had a conflict. So I said, hey, pick another show. Right. And she picked that one. And I just said, wow, the universe is chuckling at me. You know what, though? I'm going to go see him, right? Just like so it then. And then it was like, wait till I tell Imran I'm going to see <laughs> Vanilla Ice. And that is why I had the enthusiasm because I knew you were yeah. going to have a special in, in it once I shared that. I, I honestly, almost got to see him. I think yeah. I replied and just said, I'm so happy that mm-hmm. like it was just the best message I'd, I'd received in such a long time. It was just the most random and unpredictable thing. And I said, please don't. Don't say anything. I don't want any yeah. context until we have a microphone mm-hmm. <laughs> recording in front of us. And I held back and <laughs> I was this close to being able to report to you. <laughs> who who else? Concert, but... I know that would have been so. Would you have been into it? Like, um, Well, the one song I knew. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it would have, you know what it would have been too is, you know, the people that were there would have been into it. And so maybe I would have fed off of that because mm. sometimes that happens too. Where you're in a show and you think, I only know one or two songs from this artist. Let's see what happens. But the crowd gets into it and yeah. gets their energy. And then you're like, okay, this is, this makes it fun. But yeah. um, I don't know all of his discography. So it would have been an adventure. Mm-hmm. Who who else was on the bill? You said Color Me Bad. Color Me Bad, and I think Rob Bass. I'm going to have to check that. But okay. Yeah. So it was, you know, a whole little, you know, collection of oldies but goodies. You know, I've I've wanted, I had, um, I guess it was their debut record, the Color Me Bad. Was mm-hmm. it self-titled? I think, I can't remember that, that, that record oh. with the infamous uh, lead single that they had. And... I remember yeah. having it on 
the Dedlin cassette and listening to it like on my paper route. And I remember at that time, so we're going back a long, long time, but I remember really, really liking it. And I've always wanted to kind of go and get the CD of it, see if I could still buy it and just listen to it because it would be, my gosh, I don't know, what, 30 years later since I've heard it, you know? So mm -hmm. I wonder how, like, if it, I imagine it would be really good. It was one of those things where I think you can't, you, they, they came out with that song and it kind of made everyone think, like, oh, that's a bit bold. And it sort of, I think almost the reputation of the song preceded any kind of talent they may have had. Does that make sense? Yes. No, no. Actually, I did like that track. And it's funny. I was having a, a conversation with a friend of mine about how songs were like uh, taboo or ooh back yeah. then. And now they're kind of tame now, right? Right. On some of the, the um, subject matter that we hear. Yeah. In, in current songs but yes um and i like that albums and then we had the little video that went with it that was kind of cute so you know um uh, yeah no, you know it was, it was rob bass i just pulled it up so oh, we, you know for, for all those out there who are dying to know the full lineup <laughs> of the show vanilla ice rob bass all for one oh, and call me bad See, I told you, I missed, I missed this out. I, I can't well, see Vanilla Ice in, I mean, amongst that crowd. That's amazing. I don't. That's a very strange mix, isn't it? Well, you know, uh, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would have been. What great. about it? It would have been throwback. Throwbacks. Yes. Everybody, you know, and hopefully there was a DJ that played all the old classics between. So it would have been. It probably would have been a nice party and. Yeah. I'm sorry I missed out. So. I know. Oh, that would have been so cool. I, I, th I think we, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We had a conversation about, funny enough, about Vanilla Ice once, about yeah. his, how can we put this? It's not his legitimacy, but like his, whether we should discuss one of his albums as part of our 90s podcast because yes that it's an interesting one because it's very much indicative of music say that we listen to in the 90s you know he was involved it, it, he is cited as being a 90s hip-hop uh, artist one of the leading names you know in that era in that period of time where he was performing um, but he's obviously his music isn't necessarily something that we have a personal connection to. But then that leads to the question of do we need to specifically discuss things that we really only like as opposed to look, it's a 90s album. It did really, really well. His moment, you know, the fact that he's still performing all these years later, mm -hmm. um, it does, you know, and it would be interesting. What makes it interesting is I've not heard the album. You've not heard the album. And it would be really mm -hmm. interesting to listen to it and then just discuss it and think, well, you know, it, it, there's there's a there is a show there, but I, I I understand it's kind of nice to talk about things that we really 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 like, <laughs> as opposed to things we might not. And this is this that was the whole point, right? When we had that discussion mm. off off air, was how do we choose these? And um, there's such a rich collection of music that you know we just that we both love that we haven't even begun to tap the surface uh, yeah. of. Uh, only you know 10 shows in we still got a lot um <laughs> that the vanilla ice was it was it was in the top somewhere in there i'm not going to say the actual number <laughs> but 
but the the fact that I was going to see him put him up for possible discussion because right. I was going to go there and share that experience and that would have filled out you know our discussion. But I took all the wheels off the wagon there. So. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, I, I'll have to try that later. <laughs> You'll be you'll be glued to his website looking for future dates now, won't you? Like, where's he uh, performing ref- next? I have to find refreshing him. as we speak in the background. <laughs> Brilliant. Yes. So it's cool that you're getting back out and seeing gigs, though. Yes, um, I'm actually looking forward to going to um, the Monterey Jazz Festival at the end yes. of the month because it's happening. Amazing. Um, they've, you know, you have to either have been vaccinated or have taken uh, the test to prove that you're, you know, you don't have uh, <clears throat> COVID nineteen before mm-hmm. you enter. So they're taking those precautions, but um, it's a really lovely lineup. So I'm I'm looking forward to going with my family. So yeah, I mean. You knew I was probably a prime candidate for the vaccine, one, because I want to travel, two, because I want to go to concerts. So it's sold out. So everybody, there's going to be a a huge turnout. You know, you've got Herbie Hancock, George Benson, Terry Lynn Carrington, Social Science, Pat Matheny, Lettucey. Christian Sands Group, Candace Springs, um, and then um, some other, a couple of other people there that are going. So it's going to be a full lineup yeah. to see. So, yeah. Is it, did they release like um, the same amount of tickets that they would have, well, I guess two years ago? Or is, are, is it like a reduced number that they're? um you know i don't know i'll know Mm. once i get there so typically um the seats that i had for annual renew renewal um i think it may be different because i didn't get those exact seats so but i was able to renew before it opened up to uh, everyone else so i got tickets um my renewal will resume next year i think and Mm -hmm. so i'll find out but um, some of the things, I, I think some of the indoor tent, uh, layouts may or may not, uh, be up. They're going to, they're going to change it up a little bit. So I don't think all of the quote unquote stands or areas where people perform are going to be there, but, um, I'll have to see, cause they also have it where people get to sell their merchandise, you know, their art or whatever. So those things I think will still be there and um yeah it's gonna be interesting to see Mm. how this all plays out this year but i'm looking forward to just you know being amongst good music Mm. with family and and have a good time i know there were people used to connect with um every time that you went there do you know if they're going or because they're coming from overseas in some places some cases aren't they yeah well yeah that's gonna put a twist on it because there's a couple that fly out from New Zealand and they've done that every year and I don't know <laughs> what I need to pay attention to the travel bans and stuff I yeah. hope New Zealand doesn't have it but what you don't want to do is go somewhere and then you can't come back yes yeah. you know um because um 
that can that's a real thing and you will be stuck if you don't check into those things first so um yeah i I hope to see them i i know i'm not in the same place so i'll have to see if they're there and then walk around and and see if they've flown Mm -hmm. in um i know it's it's um it's a little different but you know if i can support good music you know i'm gonna be there absolutely yeah yeah i'm excited to hear all about it yes um, yeah next uh, time that we're mm-hmm. able to, to Ex- connect yeah. yes yes um yes. Uh, I, I i guess we should jump in now to uh speaking our of, our feature right uh, yeah well, this is a great speaking of good music you know <laughs> well yes. I, well that was mm. going to be one of my opening questions is it good ah. music because we haven't discussed that Ooh. i don't know if this was something that you liked uh or not so uh, it's it's a really uh interesting album that, that we're kind of be delving into today we're looking at uh prince welcome to america um oh, there, there's so much to discuss about the album before even pressing play that i'm really yeah. fascinated about so this okay. is an album so okay at the time of this recording uh let me just quickly run down posthumous prince is okay. an exciting world of music it really yeah. really is so we've had uh, we've had the piano and the microphone uh, release uh, in 2018, which comprised of recordings from 83. Uh, there is the Originals uh, compilation, which came out in 2019. Uh, then there are the expanded deluxe versions and reissues of projects from Purple Rain in 2017. There is 1999, their five disc uh a glorious set that was 1999 that was in 2019 and then the eight disc expanded super cosmic deluxe uh version of sign other times which is just everything anybody could ever want it to be um so posthumous prince is a wonderful place to be welcome to america is the first full-length album that's been released that was apparently recorded in its entirety and shelved. So everything else has been kind of reissues or compilations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the first full length album that was recorded and inexplicably shelved for 11 years. And this is an, that's an exciting prospect just by itself, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, no one knows why Shell did, um, but it's a it's a real treat as we will get in and talk mm. to, talk about it. Um, it's amazing that he's been able to like release music in each decade, right? Right. Um, so again, even though he shelved it, then it's released now puts him in this decade, and a lot of the content is <laughs> pertinent to yeah. us. So. Um, it's uh, eerie how he still has his pulse on on the way we live and mm. uh, giving a perspective that can be beneficial for those who uh, delve in and partake in it. I hope yeah. uh, everyone enjoys it as much as yes. we do. Well, well, I guess there you go. That's I, you, you, you enjoyed the album, I take it. Yes, I did. It's well, brilliant, isn't it? Hey, you know me and funk. So, hey, <laughs> I... I'm, I was like, mm, okay, so, yeah. 
It's so, it's, yeah. it's I think it's significantly better than some of the stuff that he did put out in kind of his recent years. It, like the 2010 album in particular. Not one of my favorites. It has a couple of great songs, Future Soul song in particular, but this is yeah. a significantly better kind of album and i i'm almost surprised i enjoyed it as much as i did because it, you know if if there's an album that's been shelved you kind of think okay well maybe it right live up to i guess his expectations of 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 it but um i'm kind of surprised that this is something that he didn't oh, put yeah. out oh there was a quote uh, from morris hayes uh, again uh-huh. who it, you know it's a huge kind of you know that's a, a massive name to kind of have reattached to kind of inverted commas contemporary prince music so it's them reconnecting and he suspected that the album was shelved because as a unit because it's sort of a new lineup that that was put Mm -hmm. together for this and he suspected uh that it the project was shelved because they all weren't available to tour it Mm. so prince thought well if that's what's not Mm -hmm. you know it we like i guess the third eye girl project so yeah where they basically they recorded their album and then they toured it and i apparently there was a there was a and it's a good um sort of uh it's a good guess as to why it didn't happen but Mm -hmm. um yeah so not everybody was available apparently so it might have led to prince's decision to well that's my vision for the album is to, you know, half of it is the studio. The other half is the stage. And if I can't take yes. it to the stage and I'm not interested. Yeah. Um, I mean, it sounds good because we, we know that he's a perfectionist and there's a, um, a level of quality. Um, you know, he's been notorious for practicing and performing uh, so that when you do see him live, you see, the high caliber of love and preparation and work and presentation that he gives during a, yeah. a show. So, um, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. It sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have this, so, I guess, looking at the lineup. Um, now I had no idea. Cause like one of the first names that well, that's listed is the bassist uh mm-hmm. tal Wil- wilkenfeld who i have to confess it's not a name i knew which is amazing considering mm-hmm. how extensive the music that she has done or that she's been a part of i mean she's performed with everybody uh at such a an incredibly young age i mean wikipedia yeah. is a very extensive wikipedia profile uh which has her talks about her music with uh uh geez macy gray herbie hancock jeff beck um yeah ryan adams eric clapton uh keith urban um like it's it's really is an incredible uh kind of catalog of music that she has from an incredibly young age and prince apparently sought her out he found her and then looked for her and and reached out and like yeah, so she was one of the chief collaborators for the project from this new lineup, which is... Were you familiar with her at all? No, actually. Um, but So I was really impressed. Um, I mean, when I uh, viewed the Wikipedia to see that like he, he looked out for her, and then to see who, you know, who this person was, I'm like, damn. Uh, and then when I hear the, the funk, the bass in this, I'm like, mm, she's good. Right, like really good. 
Um, so I tip my hat to him. I mean, he he has a way of putting together great bands for his projects. So um, I'm I'm excited. Well, I'm a bass head too, so you know I'm I'm I became a deeper fan of hers when I saw like not only was she as good with him on this, but then to see like Hiram Bullock and I mean she's staying. I mean she's really put her mark on and she's what 34 she's a young one but mm. um yeah and i'm you know excellent work yeah, yeah they didn't did they work mm-hmm. do you know if they were i don't think they did anything beyond this album i um, don't think so either but, you but know, uh yeah it's what uh, a project at 20 at 21 yeah you know to get this project it is yeah it's yeah. incredible isn't it so she yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, she she provides bass duties for the album. There is Chris Coleman on drums, Morris Hayes on keyboards, yeah, uh, and then vocals shared by Liv Warfield. Uh, well, by three very, I think, uh, commonly known Prince uh, affiliates: Liv Warfield on vocals, Shelby J, a long-standing uh, Prince affiliate, and uh, Elisa Fior- Fiorello, Fiorello, who again they've worked together for. I think it goes back to the '90s. The amount of stuff that they've done, that the two of them have done together. See, I'm, t- you know, this is why I was like, this is really, you know, I. So when Welcome to America came out, because that was the first release that they put out, I was like, wow, this is really good. Mm-hmm. So I was like, really, really waiting, 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 waiting for the rest of it, right? Um, and then for me, the next one was was. Uh, was born to die so both of those two especially like welcome to america where it comes out with the bass really strong um it catches your attention right from the beginning mm-hmm. right and um love the lyrics that go with it um but yeah just boom that you're gonna start that's how you start you have a good you know draws draws the listener in right um and then to follow that up was born to die like both of those when i heard them so then i was like okay when are we getting the rest of this i'm ready (laughs) so because both of them were funky for me so i was excited so and then of course it's like you and i we get to talk about prince no (laughs) okay when is this happening and then i get up staged and have to delay it but that's okay save it (laughs) You know, we save, we savor it. We get to savor it more. <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, are they are they still your your standout numbers from from the album? Um. No. Well, it's it's no, well there are other songs. So, um, but those were the two that started it. Um, ten ten, rent ten ten. That was good. Love it. Funk. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, check the record, same page, different book, mm, mm. all funk, all funk, all up in there. I love it. Um, when she comes, stand up and be strong. One day we'll be free. We'll all be free. All classic, classic, like instantly. So there's a mm. bunch where I heard, right? First time I heard them it was good. Then we have a couple that I had to listen to a couple times to like, and then, cause they were more throwback right uh for me uh i would say more 90 ish Hmm. or even maybe uh like hot summer started off kind of like 
around the world in a day-ish feel right. to me. Um, and then running game and, and yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I quite dug that actually running game. I quite liked that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that was good. Yeah, it's that just was I had to listen to it more than once. Ah, okay. So you got running game. What else you got? I liked, um, I think probably the first one that grabbed me was maybe A Thousand Light Years From Here. Um, <gasps> oh my God, that was such a good one. It's a good yes. one, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny because I, I didn't know if any of these songs had sort of leaked in some fashion uh, previously because I have a same page, different book. He put that out in <gasps> 2013. I initially oh. thought it was a third eye girl. Yeah, he had his short lived well, he's had several short lived websites. But he okay. had a um a third eye girl website in twenty thirteen where he sold MP3s directly. Uh, okay. there. and I believe same page different book was was initially there. But it's I checked both versions. It's exactly the same. I don't know if he had advertised it as being with third eye girl because he couldn't have done that because it's a completely different uh lineup but um uh but yeah i think he gave that away again 20 it was 2013 i'm fairly definite uh, that short-lived website so i love it yeah so just throw and, it away. here here's a yeah, teaser <laughs> just, just put it yeah out there um yeah. but um so i don't think it was a leak i think he gave that one a, well, okay, uh, wow. he sold it basically, like he put it okay. up for sale. So I okay. think that you, you could All buy right. them directly, basically from him. Um, okay. But um, and I, I looked up though. Currently, a couple of them had like bits and pieces of them, uh, like in hit and run phase two. There is mm. a couple mm-hmm. of uh, like a small seg segue of uh, which song is it? Um, uh, a thousand light years from here. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a small segue of that song included. So yeah, but I'm surprised none of them had sort of found like leaks or anything like that. He, you know, what was released was what he had wanted released at those points. Um, I'm gonna have to tip my hat to the people who are in charge. Yeah. Of running, you know, the the whole. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to say this. The caretakers for him, yeah, right, because everybody else had be out already, It'd be leaked and da, 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 and everywhere. Nope, they they really um, they, and that's that speaks to them. Like when you were saying all of these these compilations and things that they have released post his passing, um have been, you know, high quality, great presentation. And and even this album, the way they gradually, like, you know, pulled you along. So I, I can only say that A Thousand Light Years From Here, you know how, I don't know if you know, but here in the States, when they give these teasers, they, you know, you go to the theater, you watch a movie and they give you the preview mm-hmm. and then the movie's not released for like six months. Right. And you're like, why are you showing me this now? <laughs> I... I don't care. So Prince <laughs> sold you the song and said, you're going to get the rest of the album. Mm, seven <laughs> years from later, eight years from now. But you like it, right? You like this? The rest is coming. So yeah, That's all I can think of, right? Uh, so yeah, <laughs> you know. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's, but um, I just, I really liked the collection together, right? Because you know, we're in, in this time of just single, 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 you know, download, you know, have right. it on Spotify, just have one track. 
and you can get your favorite tracks but i'm still it's like you're still going to get over an album's worth you might as well just buy the album right because you're end up i don't know yeah 99 cents here there and everywhere unless you're buying the subscription but this is a really great project mm. um and that's good you know it's old school you know you put out a whole project for uh for your listener to enjoy right yeah yeah it's funny mm-hmm. as you say in terms of the the people who are kind of looking after uh the kind of the prince um sort of projects the, the posthumous yeah. stuff that they've released it's always really mm-hmm. funny how sometimes someone can do something and it can be hailed as brilliant well done this is amazing but then someone else can do it and it's like what a disaster this is terrible you should never (laughs) have done it you know and I always kind of compare like I mean there hasn't been a huge amount I think we may have discussed this before um but in terms of when you look at Michael's uh Mm -hmm. posthumous stuff not well received in any way you know Mm -hmm. in kind of whoever's been I don't know if any one person or group was behind you know, subsequent Michael Jackson um, projects, but I, I forget the name of it. Was, was it called Michael? I think there was that one where they, um, I think Lenny Kravitz is on it. And uh, mm. a lot of the people he had been working with didn't want anything to do with the project. Said, no, Michael wouldn't want this. Stop immediately. But then yeah. the label said, no, no, we're going to put it out. It'll be fun. And, um, yeah. and mm. it was just derided and everyone thought it shouldn't have been. I think it was a famous Dave Grohl um credit uh who he he contributed drums to a track um they didn't use it but saw the value in his name so he was credited <laughs> credited for it and he he was very public about that's not me <laughs> you've cut me but you've used my name but uh yeah it's just and it's funny because i suppose there's a lot about you know how these things come out where it could be derided and people could say this is terrible don't do it but they've just escaped all of that with with these prince releases and they just seem to go from strength to strength really correct and see and we we did discuss this and it it it, um i mean michael's still michael so it's you know he's Mm. gonna have have um his following regardless but if you really take the time to put together something that really he was behind or put the care into it so that the people are proud to be a part of it instead of falsifying who's in it and you know it's that kind of thing that it uh it's trying to be polite about this um (laughs) it it's it's just it's not good i'll put it like that which then on the flip side shows when you see what's being done for prince you know how it's going to be well received because of the care that's put into it the honesty right you know um i was i won't i won't say it'll tarnish michael because you know people love him and you know even on my vacation uh dj was playing classics put on michael everybody was up dancing so there is there is something about his talent that will live on but um for prince um, it's like like this project you're gonna you're gonna foster the existing diehards and then give you know give something tasty 
for the new listener to check out mm-hmm. and then hopefully go back and join in with the train of us that are all in and you understand why we're, you know, Prince heads. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, we'll just add on another, you know, caboose and you can join the train with us. Mm-hmm. So for another 10 years and then we find another project, <laughs> you know, he's got, <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. He forgot the, the the combination for the vault so he's just storing other projects outside the door i'm just like (laughs) i don't know this is it's amazing to um to um have someone creative that creative amongst us right for as long as we did and i just hope if if it'll be interesting to see what they follow this up with right is it something else you know because that's really because prince really had his fingers all in this one right so because it was really put together he just shelled it versus if you're going to go through and start go through his collection and how do you put together something without him saying yeah i want this song i want this song i want this song and i want it to go together like this and this is the thing that you know pulls everything together it will be interesting to see if they do that Mm. but until then we get to enjoy this so yeah (laughs) you you meant you said the word honesty uh which is a which is a great word in relation to these projects because ultimately as is our understanding the music is all untouched it was yeah. as he had made it with the, the right. Michael stuff. It's remixed. It's right. reproduced. It's, uh, you know, at some point there was questions of whether he was actually singing uh, on right. some of the songs. I mean, mm. so it's, I mean, I, which is surprising, I guess, because Michael, you know, famously recorded so much per album. Right. And it's like, you must have loads sitting there somewhere. But ultimately, like you said, I think honesty was a great word uh, in relation mm. to these because, as as I say, they're largely untouched. It they're not, you know, if anything, they've been remastered um, for like the I think Purple Rain and uh, Son of Times, the deluxe issues. I think they've remastered the album, which is fair enough. But um, mm-hmm. there's no remixes, there's no alternate edits or anything that he hadn't. I say signed off. I know he didn't release them, but it's all right. stuff that basically was as he had left it so exactly so yeah it's so, uh, interesting to kind of look at the differences or well with anybody's posthumous stuff i mean this what they're putting out is it's 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 the dream really isn't it i mean over so much like the projects we just went through like seven eight projects so far in five years um and where where does it go like uh this is a a, a great i think follow-up from the sign of the times project because yeah i thought purple rain was as good as it could get you know and that was three discs that was one vault disc one b-sides edits and remix disc and then the original album and then sign of the times is eight discs mm-hmm. in this giant package which is the most beautiful thing uh and i don't know i don't know where it goes from there because they've gone from three discs to five discs with 99.9 an eight disc for Sign of Times. Can you go down? <laughs> can it go I don't know if it can go down in number, but here's a two disc version of of controversy that people will boo and say, no. <laughs> oh well, shoot. Um oh, that's a good point. Ah, well, it depends really, like, you know, outtakes, things like that. 
mm. what went with the project, right? Because um, that that would be interesting, right? If they have any live performances that they recorded, yeah, bootleg, you know, whatever, mm. well, you know, however we get it, that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just, you know, because. I'm sure he, you know, when he preps for an album and then to go tour with it, there's a whole bunch of uh, practice material, like I said, outtakes and things that he's probably recorded that we've never heard, right? I mean, yeah, he can just, yeah. you know, he'll start playing and then, okay, I want you to bring in this and I want you to bring in that. And you turn around and you've got like a, a, a seven to 10 minute song of them just practicing yeah you know what will be cut down and given as the song we hear you know when it's released um but uh, it's amazing to you know still have you know great great music right now yeah, yeah. when you talk about that kind of how that music's made about bringing in small things it was there was um the towel uh, the bassist Tal Wilkenfeld, she was talking oh, yeah. about those recording sessions and how there was no direction given, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I honestly think, if to be a musician or almost any caliber, to perform or to jam or to play with Prince has got to be the most intimidating thing. I think the the weight his his name. If you're a diehard, if you're a fan, then obviously that's intimidating as it is. But I think when anyone plays with him, his expectation of, are you going to be able to keep up? Are you going to be able to read my mind and go where I want to go? And uh, I just can't think how many times that it might, it must not have worked out for someone playing uh, with him. But then when, when you get it right, it must feel fantastic. I imagine. Oh, I, I, that's a good thing to ponder, right? Because, uh, you might think you're a really great musician, right? In your own mind, you have to. If you're going mm. to be a musician, you have to think that you're good at what you do. And so then you get this call and you're like, who is this? No, no, come on. Who, who is this? <laughs> Don't punk me. This is really Prince? Okay. So then, and then he flies you out, right? And you're like 21. And, you know, here in the U.S., you get to, you know, get to drink there are certain things you get to do when you're 21 that you know <laughs> mm. your highlight is you know i got to go to vegas mm, i got to play with prince so you know <laughs> there's that you know you're just like wow you just shot down my whole thing so but you go there and you got to be a little nervous because you know he can play your instrument right mm. so um there's that and so then you go into these sessions now i don't know how big a prince fan she was before this right because then you have to get past that you have to get past it (laughs) i'm in the room with prince and then just say (laughs) i'm gonna lay down this this funk i'm gonna lay down this bass right and um yeah you he starts playing you got to do what you've got to have a feel right because funk is feel right especially from the bass you got to be able to just be bring it and then on the one, because you know he's going to be on the one with it. So right. <laughs> there's certain things you better do right. Um, and when you learn what he wants, 
And then, because see, you're right. He, it's almost jazz. Like he is going to give you the space to play, but you better play, <laughs> right? I don't have time for this. You better be ready to play. So it's that. So then you get to come in. And so this probably ties into why he shelved it if he was waiting for the musicians, right? Because they've come together to do this creative piece or pieces of art. We'll say like that musical art or music is art, but whatever. Mm -hmm. This this creative uh, project. And... There's a vibe that all the musicians had to come together and play. So that's what you want to take on tour because that's what you all, so you already know the cues. You already know, you know, how to, to if you're going to solo, how, where, where it should come, how long it should be. All the musicians know how to play with each other. So there's that respect for the craft and, and, and giving that to your listener that, um, you 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 know if you didn't have your chops before then you definitely did get it during that because what you don't want to do is say okay look this is how i want you to play the bass no you want you to be able to say or even if he did give tips because we don't know what's gone on with all the sessions in the background mm. but because there's you know like on uh 10 10 Ren 10 10 he's playing the bass so if she got to hear how he how he likes his funk because that's a funky album oh, excuse me a funky track um that'll help settle you down and say okay just hold it in the pocket that's what you want okay i can i can bring that i can do that um yeah but yeah um but she's on there so yeah yeah he, he, he liked it she held it yeah. down hey, i wonder if she was one of the the, the 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 sort of the collaborators who famously would get the 2 a.m or 3 a.m phone call saying what oh. are you doing come here now and record of course yeah. <laughs> again that's how intimidating because it like if you say yeah. no you probably won't get that call again <laughs> no nah, you won't you know well no you won't i mean i won't even pretend yeah, yeah. i think prince i'm sorry i i had a cold yeah, yeah, I'm tired and I'm yeah, kind of in I bed at the moment, so I'm not really yeah, interested. Uh, that's okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> then you get to tell your friends, Prince called me once. Did you play? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did he call you again? No. Okay. Right. <laughs> Prince called me once. Right. That's brilliant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, I know. Mm. What would you like to see uh, reissued? In terms mm. of discussing kind of those albums like Purple Rain, uh, 1999, and Sign of the Times, which have all had their deluxe mm -hmm. uh, reissues with the remixes wow. and the edits and the vault tracks and the live tracks. Is there an album yeah. that you kind of think I'd like to see uh, this album kind of get that new lease of, of life? Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> I don't know, because... Um... See, they're hopping around, so it's not like they've gone from the beginning and then gone forward, right? Yeah. So, um, do you do a throwback now that you've released Welcome to America, which is his newest stuff, and then you go and you bring back a classic? Yeah. Ah, uh, mm, that's a, uh, well, I, I can't, I can't. It's a hard question, isn't one. it? 
Yes, it is because I'm gonna buy it regardless. So yes, like mm. I mean, they've, <laughs> they've hovered around that obviously though that very famous '80s period. Yeah. So I, I mean, to take a guess, then it would be one of the mainstream albums. It wouldn't be something that maybe flew that little bit under the radar. I suppose. Um, well, I'll say again, they've they've hovered in the '80s. So a part of me thinks it might be fun to kind of venture into either the first two in the '70s albums or mm. even something in the '90s. Um, yeah. which might make for kind of an interesting all right Imran what uh, album do you want man I honestly I, I honestly don't know um See, I, I, I think it's hard yeah it, it is I, I I guess I a part of me wants to say the first or second so for you or Prince a part of me thinks that yeah, but yeah, I guess yeah. it comes down to how much other stuff I don't know how specific they're being with their vaults bonus discs so i don't know necessarily how much they would be for mm-hmm. those two albums if that makes sense so yeah i don't know how much stuff they have to back up those two albums um i mean the 90s was i mean it's more of a divisive period for for, for listeners a lot of people don't really embrace uh, a lot of what he did in the 90s and that's fair enough but there was a lot of brilliant stuff and there was also a lot of stuff there was so yeah. many remixes um diamonds and pearls would actually be a pretty oh. decent album to kind of yes. look at in that way because there's so that. many remixes from it mm-hmm. yes and you know me and remixes so yeah plus my arm oh i'm curious more. are you gonna whip out some bizarre remix from for them for this album as your closing song it's like it doesn't even exist how did you find that <laughs> i know well <laughs> it would just be something he created. So, yeah. um, which is, you know, for a DJ, you're like, oh, you did your own remixes. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be you doing beatbox over one of the songs. And it'd be like, what? How like, did you do that? <laughs> exactly. It was him. Okay, that's fine. That's okay. You don't need me. I'm good. You know, that's all right. <laughs> I'm still going to buy it. So it's not like I'm going to really be upset. So, you know, um, yeah, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, I want to. I don't know. That's a that, that's a good one. Um, and then, yeah. like you know, um, the jazz pieces. You know, do you do something with the Madhouse stuff? Right. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of stuff he's 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 shared with us. So, um. Wow, and I guess you know something I I would love to have an official version of is the the crystal ball set. That oh. would be. I imagine that's in the wings somewhere, like on their okay. list. I, I you know because okay. there's there's I think there's three discs for crystal ball with a bonus disc. Is it the truth? Uh, I think that's part of that yeah. album. So I think giving that the 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 full on proper release treatment would would go quite well i think it would go down quite well not that i gotta think that's on their release schedule at some point i have this one so yeah we'll have to see yeah 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 mm-hmm. mm. yep that's another one yep. yeah yeah great. just to see like the 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 other tracks you know because it's it's this what you get and then the other stuff that goes with it right yeah. that we just didn't yes. get our hands on <laughs> so yeah. yeah yeah and that's actually 
that's a good that's a good album too so you know Imran we we could be talking for a while here. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. So hopping around, fantasy and... <laughs> booking. This is what makes what yeah. they're doing so in- so incredibly difficult. I I wouldn't want this job of kind of having to. Well, firstly, I'd be fired because I would whip out my <laughs> MP3 stick, and, you know, like <gasps> plugging it in, saying, "Can I have this one?" No, you can't. You're fired. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, so... <laughs> it would be bam, bam, bam. We saw you. We saw what you did. Put the stick back <laughs> and then keep walking. Yeah. I do, yeah. Can you imagine just hearing like these songs and you're like, this is amazing. Let's release this. And they say, no, we're not going to release that ever. And they'll be like, so what? can I have it? No, you uh, can't have it. Like, what? Yeah. Uh, it's got to be well, the worst job in the world, I think. I, I wouldn't want this job. Oh, uh, actually, kind of- yeah, I would have to agree with you because, you know, uh, in a previous life, I was a bootlegger, so that would get me in trouble with him. So this <laughs> yeah. this can't be, because um, you know nah, we'll talk offline about how you get stuff. <laughs> but um, you know, I would be fired too. So don't yeah. don't worry about it. This is yeah. short lived job. It'd be like it'll oh. be hard. Yeah, and I have to keep it clean because I've got to go back whenever they decide to have you know the Paisley performances. So I can't have them oh, looking yes, at course. me side eye. Why are you here? Just for the show. I'm just here for the show. <laughs> just here to experience this one moment in time, never to be exactly. replicated. That's it. I'm, I'm here for that. Is that a yes. phone? I don't know what you're talking no, about. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> Please leave me alone. <laughs> hey, it was mini disc back then, but no, no, no. I stepped my game up, but we will not be talking about that. So, yes. Okay. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there any other thoughts you had on on the album? I guess the the only other thing for me is mm-hmm. the fact that this is this has come out on Legacy, not Warner, which I thought was really interesting because they have helmed the massive reissues, um, oh, yeah. as well as a good chunk of them. And I didn't really know much about Legacy, but they appear to be a label that of basically been they're a sony uh subsidiary and they basically handle uh kind of catalogs of basically defunct record labels like j records jive uh leface uh and numerous numerous others yeah so they've they've actually had a couple of prints releases of posthumous prints uh releases okay um so again that's an interesting decision process so it seems to be like if warner didn't have it have the rights initially then they will you know the the people involved will go straight to legacy and just i'm intrigued as to that decision process uh in of itself um as well yeah um well i think prince might you know his love of warner so not using them Mm. uh might be a good thing um you know, I, I don't know. It's different. I do like um, watching how he's been received internationally, right? There's a lot of countries where, you know, he's in the top 10 or the top 20 or the top 30, right? Top 40, top 50 for most places. So it's mm-hmm. a broad mix. And so if legacy has that distribution and that that's a perfect fit for him so that right. he can have uh distribution in other countries because you know he's well loved not just here but you know internationally speaking yeah. you know for you but 
you know, you know me and, and Warner. I'm just going to keep it nice <laughs> and polite. Well, they've, they've you know. done right hey. as part of these reissues, though. No, no. They have. And to that, I say thank you. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. a, my diplomatic answer. Yes. So, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I just, you know, I can't. Mm. Anyway, you know. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, was was there anything else for you? I mean, uh, any other songs you wanted to cite uh, or anything oh, at all? Um, you know, which one else should we? Um, I, I think I've, now. I've seen, yeah, I've talked about the ones that I really mm. had fun with, right? Um you know, when she comes, I'll bring that up again as a, you know, a slow ballad-ish mm. type, you know, for the, you know, that 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 genre that, you know, he, he crosses over. So, you know, he has yeah. the, the rock, the soul, the funk. And then, you know, you've got those classic slow ballads in there, too. So, um, but uh, nice, nice song. But overall... Mm. Very funky, very soulful, with just a little rock sprinkled over the top mm. for me. So, yeah. And then, you know, a couple of tracks for 90-ish style prints. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was a good collection of of songs that, uh, yeah, he was still, it, it's just, it's like he was really having fun Yeah. overall with this project. And so... That's good to to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just now. It's five years, man. It's I know. Why. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it, yeah. Well. Yeah. I agree. I don't. Yeah, it's hard to say how to address it. Still, sort of thing. It's still. Yeah. It's not. It's still quite an unpleasant experience. I think. But no. um. Um. Yeah, I mean, as as relates to this album, I got like it's funny. I didn't necessarily think it was something that would have stood out as much for me, but I mm-hmm. kind of really relish see, hearing him kind of playing with a different lineup. Yeah, you know, I, I suppose around that time he was working with kind of the a lot of the same. Uh, like he had a contingent of what would have been uh, that that current new power generation lineup, and oh, yeah. it's just kind of cool that you know he's kind of um you know got this sort of new names on it and it's kind of cool to kind of hear yes. that it's a it's a fresh sound for mm. him right um classic but still its own twist its own um spice mm. i guess yeah. you know so yeah i know for those out there who have heard it they they know what we you know what we're talking about for those who haven't you know take a risk yeah go check it out yeah i think, I think it's you, excellent yeah so. there's enough songs on there you know different styles you know you can find a couple of tracks in there mm-hmm. you can put on your spotify list you know <laughs> you could do it reach out awesome. <laughs> I don't even know. Is it on Spotify? I don't know. I don't, uh, well, I don't yeah. know. I imagine it is. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Mm. 
Uh, <laughs> point zero 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 three. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and speaking of songs to put on yes, uh, the sir. Spotify list, if you were mm-hmm. to put one song mm-hmm. on your Spotify list from yes. this album, what mm-hmm. would it be? And conveniently, which is the song that would subsequently close this show and encapsulate the overall brilliance of this project? I love how you just you, you <laughs> just put it together, do the drum roll, and then psh, give it to me. And whether someone like, yeah, yeah, it all hinges on this song, Rondo. Whether someone buys this <laughs> album, what they're about to hear <laughs> when you tell them this is what it is, then mm, mm-hmm. this is this will depend whether they buy it. And if it they if, if not enough people buy this record, there will be no more. They will pull the plug on all every reissue and everything. So there's there is pressure. It's all on you Thanks. right now. <laughs> Thank you, Imran. From the bottom of my heart. Thank you. <laughs> it all, it okay. all seriousness. All right. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We're gonna we're gonna we go out with something that, you know, I think, you know, the, the genres they gave were funk, soul, and rock. And I think this song encompasses all of those genres in, a, in the way, uh, in a really, really wonderful way. So we're gonna go out with "Check the Record." Wow. Okay. Brilliant. Yeah. Not yes. the one I thought you were gonna pick. That's very cool. Really? Okay. There was another one, but you know me. When I pick one, I <laughs> stick with it. So I'm interested, though. What did you pick? <laughs> what did you think I was gonna pick? Um, I'm just glancing the ones that you. I, I actually thought for a moment you were going to go with Rin Tin Tin. That was one of the first ones that you said. Oh yes, I, I thought was yeah because yeah you o- you said you opened with you. I think you said mm-hmm. you mentioned that in terms of uh, from the the funk side of things. So I thought, oh, yeah. oh, is that going to be one? But now I've realised you never mentioned the one. You, you did say check the record later in your in the list of songs, but you never I really did, mentioned I the did. one. That you're I didn't want to highlight it in case you know. Yeah. You know, we got to save that for the end. You know, <laughs> yes, yeah. so we can go out with that tasty track. So yeah.
Like Cheryl said, it might be the most favorite mistake I've ever had. Let's check the record. See what it says. Seem like your girlfriend was she was in, in my head. head. I don't think so. I don't think so.